This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Mostly sunny today, a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and a high in the mid to upper 80s. Personnel from several agencies have been searching Dorchester Lake for a kayaker who has been reported missing over the weekend. According to a statement released by the Broome County Office of Emergency Services early yesterday afternoon, divers from the New York State Police and Broome County Technical Rescue Team were involved in the search. The statement says the kayaker was reported missing on Saturday evening. The incident happened about a half mile upstream from Dorchester Park in the town of Triangle. Although it did not occur within the park, emergency crews were using the park for their operations. The state police say the missing person was a 57-year-old man from Pennsylvania. He was kayaking with another person when his boat tipped over. The kayak was found, but the man did not resurface. With COVID-19 cases continuing to increase, Broome County Executive Jason Garner says those who enter county office buildings and other facilities will have to wear masks. Garner says he's been very concerned to see the local coronavirus cases rise as quickly as they have. Broome County now has a substantial level of community transmission of COVID based on federal guidelines. The county executive says Broome residents are strongly urged to wear masks in all indoor public settings, regardless of their vaccination status. Garner said Friday that the county directive is only being made regarding government-owned facilities and expanding that to the private sector, in his view, would be overreach at this point. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, however, is recommending people in high transmission areas to wear masks indoors. The County Health Department is continuing to provide opportunities for people to be vaccinated. You can find information on locations and what types of vaccines are being offered at www.gobroomcounty.com. WMBF First News Time 606. Anyone over the age of two planning to visit Binghamton's Ross Park Zoo is now required to wear a facial covering in indoor areas. That is in the indoor areas of the zoo, regardless of vaccination status. In a weekend news release, Zoo Director Philip Gintner announced the change. Gintner says Ross Park Zoo is aware of the CDC guidelines that found that Broome County is now in substantial COVID-19 transmission, and the zoo issued that mask mandate inside all buildings out of caution for the safety of the staff, visitors, and animals. Visitors are required to wear a mask inside the gift shop, Wolf Woods, African Waters, New World Tropics, and the restrooms. Visitors wanting to avoid leaving the zoo through the gift shop are being offered an alternate exit. Masks will be available for purchase for anyone who forgets theirs. Broome County Executive Jason Garner again Friday announced that masks are being required in government-owned facilities. WMBF First News Time 607. The Albany County Sheriff says New York Governor Andrew Cuomo could face misdemeanor charges if investigators substantiate a criminal complaint filed last week accusing him of groping an aide at the governor's state residence. Sheriff Craig Apple said on Saturday it would be premature to say whether Cuomo himself will be questioned, but he promised a very comprehensive investigation into the woman's claim. The complaint is the first known instance where a woman has made an official report with a law enforcement agency over alleged misconduct by Cuomo. The governor denies groping the woman. In an exclusive interview with CBS News, Brittany Camisso says she believes the incident where she claims Cuomo groped her twice was the only such inappropriate physical contact 
contact of the 11 accusers, but she felt it was important Cuomo be held accountable. WMBF First News Time, 608. Again, as ABC News just mentioned, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's top aide has resigned amid the furor over the sexual harassment allegations against the Democrat. Melissa DeRosa sent a statement to news organizations last night announcing her resignation about a week after the state attorney general's report that found the governor had sexually harassed 11 women. DeRosa joined Cuomo's administration in 2013, eventually becoming one of the governor's most trusted confidants. She became his top aide in 2017. DeRosa said in her statement, quote, the past two years have been emotionally and mentally trying. Cuomo has denied he ever touched anyone inappropriately, but he acknowledged hugging and kissing aides and other individuals. DeRosa's name came up over a hundred times in the New York State Attorney General's report on the sexual harassment allegations against the governor. DeRosa is accused of actively covering up the alleged misconduct and participating in what were said to be retaliatory actions against at least one of the governor's accusers. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And it's early bird traffic on this Monday morning, starting off in brand new work week on August 9th, 2021, with no traffic trouble reported around our region. We'll keep you posted if anything develops throughout the morning here on First News Binghamton. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, high 87 tonight. Mainly clear, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms early, followed by patchy fog overnight, low 68. Some patchy fog tomorrow morning, otherwise increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 89, heat index going up to 96. Now it's 65 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF, where news breaks first. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. In Studio One, Kathy White is in the WNBF News Center. Big news developing Sunday night. Melissa DeRosa quit. She uh, is regarded as the most powerful person in the Cuomo administration, besides the governor, but now she's gone. The question is, who will leave next? The governor's inner circle getting smaller as more people have called on Andrew Cuomo to resign. And starting today, the state assembly will get the impeachment process moving forward. Also coming up in less than an hour, we'll hear more from and the governor's executive assistant, number one, or that's how she was identified. Now she has been publicly identified, and she spoke in an interview with the Times Union of Albany and CBS News. Um, CBS News holding off on broadcasting the interview till this morning. And uh, we will see what transpires 
Brittany Camisso is uh, now talking. She hadn't been talking publicly for a while, but she has now filed a criminal complaint with the Albany County Sheriff's Department. So we'll see what happens. I'll be interested in how many times during the interview Brittany Camisso makes reference to Melissa DeRosa. So my interest was piqued immediately last night when Melissa DeRosa sent a statement to some news organization saying she quit. Interestingly, in her statement, she did not mention the big guy. She made no reference at all to Andrew Cuomo. So what's that about? His most loyal deputy quitting on a Sunday night just hours before the broadcast of the big interview with one of his accusers. So we'll see if Melissa DeRose's behavior gets mentioned at all in that interview that was done apparently two or three days ago by CBS News and the Albany Times Union. WNBF News Times. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Big weekend for the Rumble Ponies, and they wrapped up their series with the Sea Dogs with a big win from the hometown crowd. The uh, Ponies shut out the Sea Dogs Sunday. It's a good day for a game. Sorry I couldn't be there. Here's the account from the Rumble Ponies website. The uh, team used strong pitching from starter Jose Buto to blank the Sea Dogs for the third time during the series en route to a 5 to nothing victory. The Ponies started the scoring in the fourth on a Carlos Rincon solo home run to take a one to nothing lead. Rincon finished three and three for the day, uh, extending his hit streak to eleven games. Binghamton added on three more runs in the sixth inning, courtesy of a David Rodriguez single, a Yol Romero walk, and a fielder's choice from Jake Mangum to extend the Ponies' lead to four to nothing. In the eighth inning, Yul Romero doubled to score Matt Winokur and put the Ponies on top 5 nothing, And that was the final. So uh, Portland held scoreless. Rumble Ponies continue their season-long 13-game homestand as they face the Hartford Yard Goats for the first of six games starting tomorrow night at 6.35. That's a story from... Henry Street, now the story from the Bronx. Yankees lost to the Mariners 2 to nothing. One other bit of bad news for New York, newcomer Anthony Rizzo has become the latest Yankees player to test positive for COVID. Rizzo is the fourth Yankees player within the past week to be sidelined by the coronavirus, joining starting pitchers Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery and catcher Gary Sanchez. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, Zach Wheeler pitched a two-hitter and struck out 11. Bryce Harper homered. And the first-place Phillies finished off the three-game sweep for their eighth straight victory, 3 to nothing over the Mets. So... All right, we'll see what the Mets do uh, when they start their next series. They're off today, and uh, tomorrow night they'll start a series in Queens hosting the Washington Nationals. And that is the latest 
from the world of sports. On News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 618. And of course, it's time now for Money News. We bring you Money News at 18 minutes and 48 minutes past the hour every morning on First News of Binghamton. From ABC News, Wall Street now. It's back to work for the markets after a choppy week of trading. Every major index notched a weekly gain after slipping earlier in the week. The momentum due in part to a robust July employment report. The manufacturing sector is front and center today with two major indices released. Markets and ISM's July reports also look for construction spending for June. Canada will reopen today to fully vaccinated U.S. travelers for the first time since March of last year. The border, however, is still close to Canadians who want to visit the U.S. Also starting today, Amazon will require all of its 900,000 U.S. workers to wear masks indoors, regardless of their vaccination status. Earnings season rolls on Bally's and BioNTech. Pfizer's German partner in the creation of its COVID-19 vaccine are among those reporting their earnings today. Later this week on Friday, the Walt Disney Company, the parent company of ABC News, and one of the most watched stocks across the board will report its second quarter earnings. ABC News. And things don't look that good for the Dow futures at the moment. Dow futures down 92. NASDAQ futures up 14. Trading on Wall Street starts in just over three hours. WNBF News Time 619 coming up next. Dr. Sanjay. Six twenty. This is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph. It's time now for a better life, sponsored by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It is time to help Grandma and Grandpa get back in their groove. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. It's obvious that the senior crowd has spent a lot more time indoors, and they've been sedentary a lot over the past year. It is so important for older folks to get active again. I was just talking to my own parents about this the other day. I reminded them that they needed to start doing this slowly and then build steadily. That could mean short walks or lifting weights for strength training. For you, it might mean hitting the reset button on your diet to now move away from an abundance of comfort foods to start eating healthier again. And don't underestimate the importance of sleep. It is true that older adults need less sleep than middle-aged adults, but their internal clocks tend to be a little different as well. Bottom line, listen to your body. And don't be afraid to talk to your doctor about something that just doesn't feel right. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. 
Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta every weekday morning right here on News Radio 1290, sponsored by UHS. And coming up later on First News Binghamton, have your dialing finger ready. I'm serious. Have your dialing finger ready because we will be giving away some grandstand tickets. A pair of grandstand tickets to the historic Saratoga race course, named one of the world's greatest sporting venues. The past comes alive in the historic grandstand every summer. So if you're interested in checking out the historic Saratoga race course, have your dialing finger ready because we will give away a pair of tickets at one point this morning on First News Binghamton. It could happen at any time. So pay close attention and be ready and be the appropriate caller. And you too could be another really happy WNBF listener. WNBF News Time, 620. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 625, no traffic trouble to report at the moment. Broome County crews will be out doing some milling on Smithville and Lewis Roads this week, and that will be followed by paving. So be prepared for that work and watch out for other projects around the region. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 87. Mainly clear tonight. There will be a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms early. Low 68. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 89. The heat index could rise to 96. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 65 at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 626. And, you know... It was a fun weekend, and I'm sure you were entertained more than once over the weekend, as was I. But it's Monday morning. We still need a little bit of entertainment. Let's check in with Christopher Watson. ABC Entertainment News. It's a number one debut for the Suicide Squad, but with a less than expected $26.5 million box office take, $30 million or more is what the pundits were forecasting. Here's the deal. We failed the mission. You die. Blame the shortfall on its simultaneous HBO Max release or renewed fears over the COVID-19 Delta variant, but it'll be a heavy lift to earn back the more than $200 million the movie cost to make and market. So, Dan, what's going on? Marky Post has died. The actress had a long list of TV credits going back 40 years, but was best known known for her seven-season role on the sitcom Night Court. Post died Saturday of cancer. She was 70. Also passing on is Cool and the Gang co-founder Dennis D.T. Thomas. His rep said he, quote, died peacefully in his sleep Saturday. Thomas was 70. Sarcasm? Is that sarcasm? And actress Anna Kendrick is 36 Monday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. 627 at WNBF coming up. Kathy White live from the WNBF News Center. Also coming up, we'll have more sports news at 645, money news at 648, and at 650, Kim Commando about all those big promises we hear from big tech companies. Can you believe what they tell you when they say they're going to Locate something in your community. 
We'll hear what Kim Commando has to say about that. Coming up in just over 20 minutes here on First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 620. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 630. The forecast for today might slip in some isolated... As I started to say, we might have an isolated shower this morning, then just a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny, a high in the mid to upper 80s. Humidity starting to build. We're looking at a possibility of heat indices passing the 90-degree mark as early as tomorrow. The political center appears to be holding in the Senate to push the $1 trillion infrastructure package toward final passage. A coalition of Republicans and Democrats is brushing off criticisms from the right and left flanks of the party, eager to deliver new spending on public works back home. 68 senators pushed the measure past another hurdle on Sunday, but Tennessee Republican Bill Haggerty is refusing to yield hours of required debate time in an effort to show the march for one of President Joe Biden's top priorities. Final passage may come on Tuesday. Asian stock markets have followed Wall Street higher after U.S. hiring improved and China and Australia tightened antivirus controls that threatened to weigh on an economy that is trying to recover. Shanghai Hong Kong and Sydney advanced. South Korea declined. Japanese markets were closed for a holiday. Investors have been encouraged by higher U.S. corporate profits and global spread of coronavirus vaccinations. But the Delta variant spread has prompted some governments to reimpose controls on business and travel. Friday, Wall Street rose to a new record after the U.S. government reported unexpectedly strong hiring in July. WMBF First News Time, 633. New York State Police say there are no updates this morning in the search for a missing kayaker near Dorchester Park in Whitney Point. A 57-year-old Pennsylvania man was kayaking with another person on Saturday evening in the Whitney Point Reservoir when his boat capsized and he disappeared. State police say the kayak was recovered, but the boater did not resurface. State police helicopter was used in an air search on Saturday evening and throughout the day yesterday while members of the underwater recovery team broom and shenango county sheriff's offices several fire departments volunteers and search dogs probed the water's edge the investigation is continuing a Johnson City woman will spend up to life in prison for murdering her boyfriend in Shenango County. 37-year-old Kelly Gillett was sentenced last week to the minimum 18 years to life after pleading guilty in May to killing 39-year-old Jonathan Ryan in Sherburne on October 19th of last year. The woman called 911 after she said she shot Ryan with a shotgun while he was sleeping. Sheriff Ernest Cutting said the woman called the authorities around 11 in the morning but was believed to have shot Ryan in an upstairs bedroom of his Gold Drive home several times at around 7 a.m. Gillette has provided no reason for the killing. WMBF First News Time 634. A Johnson City man will be sentenced in October after being found guilty of all counts in a sexual abuse case. Rayvon McNeely was convicted of two counts for sexually abusing a seven-year-old child and one count of endangering the welfare of a child. The maximum sentence for first-degree sexual abuse, which is a Class D felony, is seven years. New York State Police say they are continuing to investigate what was a ten and a half hour standoff in Delaware County with the, that ended with the final 
fatal shooting of a Franklin man. The troopers responded to a report of a person shot on Bob Holloway Road in the town of Delhi shortly before 8.30 p.m. on Thursday. 28-year-old William Efner of Delhi was airlifted to Albany Medical Center with non-threatening, non-life-threatening injuries. State police say the alleged shooter, 59-year-old Roger Lynch of Franklin, left the area but was spotted in his vehicle by troopers on Route 28. He got out of his vehicle in the driveway of his home and shot at the authorities. None of the officers was hurt. According to the state police, Lynch barricaded himself inside his house and authorities were able to actively talk to him throughout the night. Then, shortly before 7.30 on Friday morning, Lynch emerged from the house and pointed a shotgun at the state police on the scene. He was fatally shot with a single round fired by a member of the New York State Special Operations Response Team. Again, the investigation into that whole incident is continuing. Governor Andrew Cuomo is continuing to dig in for the fight of his political life despite the threat of potential criminal investigations and widespread calls for his impeachment over findings that he sexually harassed 11 women. Scores of Democrats, including President Joe Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and some past Cuomo loyalists have urged him to leave office or face an impeachment fight he probably can't win. About two-thirds of the state assembly members have already said they favor an impeachment trial if Cuomo refuses to resign. The governor has been given until Friday to respond to the Assembly Judiciary Committee in the impeachment proceedings. Nearly all 63 members of the Senate have called for Cuomo to step down or be removed. It's 636, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. News Radio 639 at WNBF, WNBF.com. I'm Bob Joseph, listening to First News Binghamton. And so we will have some interesting things going on later this morning on Binghamton Now. Of course, we will have the latest on the CBS News interview with an accuser. One of Governor Cuomo's accusers uh, has now gone public, and her interview, at least portions of the interview, uh, with CBS News and the Times Union of Albany, it should be uh, broadcast, we would think, within the next 30 minutes or so. So we'll be monitoring what additional snippets uh, CBS releases. They did release a very short segment over the weekend. In fact, we'll uh, listen to that short segment uh, in just a moment to give you a sense of what Brittany Camisso is saying to reporters in Albany. So we'll listen to that. And we'll be talking about um, her assertions. We'll be talking about the sudden resignation of Melissa DeRosa, secretary to the governor, and uh, also, we have a couple of scheduled guests who will be on Binghamton now today at 8.30. Chris Audette from the Waterman Conservation Education Center in Appalachian. And at 9.30, Joanne Hanrahan from the Friends of the Broome County Public Library. So plenty to talk about today on WNBF's Binghamton Now program from 8 to 10. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And at the moment, we have no specific issues to report to you on area roadways. If uh, trouble develops, we will let you know. At the moment, we're not aware of any significant issues on area roadways. If you see something, say something. Call us on the WNBF traffic tip line at 607-772-1290. 772-1290 is the number. If you have something to report regarding area roadways. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today with a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 87. Mainly clear tonight, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms early, the low 68. There will be some patchy fog developing overnight. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 89. And the extended outlook, mostly sunny Wednesday, with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 91. Some guidance from the National Weather Service. With increasing heat and humidity, the heat index will approach the mid to upper 90s during the afternoon hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, mainly in lower elevations, so heat advisories may be issued over the next three days. Today won't be too bad, but starting tomorrow, they'll turn on the heat. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 65 at News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com. And as we mentioned, this is uh, the way they do it for networks. They conduct the interview and then spend basically uh, two or three days promoting the interview for maximum, maximum exposure. So CBS this morning will uh, have more of their interview with Brittany Camisso. Um, not exactly clear when the interview was conducted. Jerika Duncan conducted the interview. I don't know if there was also a reporter for the Albany Times Union involved. Probably was, but uh, we don't see him in the interview clip that's been released so far. Just a short clip that uh, was released... I believe it was Sunday morning by CBS. And then they'll play more of the interview later today on CBS this morning. And then, this is just a guess, but it's the way they typically do it. Then they'll say, but wait, there's more. And you can see more of the interview tonight on the CBS Evening News. Here's the short clip that CBS released on Sunday to encourage you to watch the interview when it finally is shown this morning on The Breakfast Show. Why did you file that criminal complaint with the sheriff's office? It was the right thing to do. The governor needs to be held accountable. And just so I'm clear again, Mm -hmm. being held accountable to you Mm -hmm. means seeing the governor charged with a crime. What he did to me was a crime. He broke the law. All right, so that's their 20-second snippet. And then 
we'll see what else they release later this morning. Personally, I have a few questions about the interview and uh, just the way everything is being handled with respect to uh, this arrangement, apparently, between the Albany Times Union and CBS News. I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but I'm, I, I have to acknowledge, personally, I'm a bit perplexed about the way it's being handled, but maybe they'll explain that more today. WNBF News Time, 645. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Rumble ponies. A whole lot of rumbling going on at the stadium Sunday afternoon. Nice treat for um, the hometown crowd as the seven-game series against Portland was wrapped up. And all the scoring was by Binghamton. Sea Dogs were held scoreless in the Sunday afternoon contest. Rumble Pony scored a single run in the fourth, three runs in the sixth, and one run in the eighth, and that was all the scoring. So the final was the Rumble Ponies five, the Sea Dogs nothing, Binghamton out hit Portland 9-3. Portland uh, had to deal with two errors, no errors for the Rumble Ponies. So the teams in the league will get this Monday off and then back to work. Tomorrow night, the Rumble Ponies will start a six-game series as they host the Hartford Yard Goats. So if you'd like to see... And the ponies and goats at play, you'll be able to do that starting tomorrow night, the first pitch at 6.35 at the stadium. Checking other action in baseball, Major League play. Zach Wheeler pitched a two-hitter and struck out 11. Bryce Harper homered, and the first-place Phillies finished off a three-game sweep for their eighth straight victory, 3 to nothing over the Mets in Philadelphia. Meanwhile, in the Bronx, Yankees... Lost to Seattle, two to nothing. Also, another loss. Anthony Rizzo. He's become the latest Yankees player to test positive for the coronavirus. Rizzo is the fourth New York player within the past week to be sidelined by COVID, joining starting pitchers Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery, as well as catcher Gary Sanchez. Rizzo tested positive after Saturday's game. He went 0-4 in the Yankees' 5-4 victory over Seattle. The United States wound up finishing first in both Olympic medals tables. Despite a few mild disappointments in competition, the Americans picked up 39 gold medals, one more than China, and 12 better than Japan. The total medal count for the United States was 113. That was 25 more than China. The Americans also outpaced all countries with 41 silver medals and 33 bronze. So the Olympics are over. Many people, including myself, I didn't really think that the uh, Olympics could be held because of the pandemic, but they managed to hold them. WNBF News Time, 648. Business news. European stocks opened lower today and Asian markets advanced. 
In early trading, uh, trading, the FTSE 100 in London fell three-tenths of a percent. The DAX in Frankfurt shed one-tenth of a percent. The French index in Paris was little changed. In Asian markets, the Shanghai Composite Index gained 1.1% after Chinese exports rose nearly 19% in July compared to a year earlier. Hong Kong's Hang Seng gained four-tenths of a point. The Kospi and Seoul fell three-tenths of a point. Wall Street futures generally are lower. The Dow futures are down 92, although the tech stocks and NASDAQ futures were up 14. A federal judge has granted Norwegian Cruise Line's request to temporarily block a Florida law banning cruise companies from asking passengers for proof of coronavirus vaccination before they board a ship. A federal judge granted the preliminary injunction in a lawsuit challenging the state's vaccine passport ban, which was signed into law in May by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. The Florida state's attorney has said the law's aim is to prevent discrimination against passengers who don't get vaccinated. Norwegians said vaccine proof is needed to safely resume its cruises. Moderna will become the third COVID vaccine available in Australia beginning next month after the country's vaccine regulator approved it today for adults. The government says the first million doses will arrive in late September and 10 million are scheduled to be delivered by the end of the year. Australia has a shortage of Pfizer and a glut of locally manufactured AstraZeneca, which many have been refusing to take because of a slight risk of blood clotting. That's the latest money news. Of course, we follow what's going on in the business world every weekday right here on News Radio 1290, and we'll keep you posted if there are big business developments. I'm Bob Joseph in Studio One, First News Binghamton. Kathy White is in the WNBF News Center following the latest developments, including a search for a kayaker, a man who's been missing since Saturday night. He was last seen on Dorchester Lake when his kayak capsized, overturned. Time now for some tech news with Kim. Small towns are always thrilled when big tech companies open an operations or fulfillment center nearby. Promises are big. Great careers, high pay, and incredible benefits. I'm Kim Command with Reality, brought to you by Superbeats. Support your heart health with Superbeats Chews. Buy two bags and get a third free at kimsbeats.com. When Google built a data center in Council Bluffs, Iowa, nearby computer techs were super excited to apply. After all, this was Google. As it turned out, Google wasn't hiring. Instead, it was a company called Modus Engineering, a contractor employing thousands at Google facilities across the country. People were hired on a three-month contract, renewable for only two years. After that, they're let go, and they can't reapply for six months. This way, they build no retirement benefits. Big tech companies seldom bring wealth to new communities. Instead, they hire armies of low-paid contractors, most of whom work only from month to month. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Whether you need it for work, school, or a special project, it's very important to have the right printer. The Epson EcoTank is a new type of printer that doesn't use cartridges. 
Stop buying expensive ink cartridges and save yourself the frustration of replacing ink cartridges ever again. The Epson EcoTank printers have supersized, easy-to-fill ink tanks, and they come with just a ridiculous amount of ink. If you're like me, you've tried rationing your printing to save yourself from replacing those expensive ink cartridges. With the Epson EcoTank, you don't have to worry about running out of ink. So start printing in color all you want. You can kiss expensive cartridges goodbye already. But hurry, because the Epson EcoTank is changing the way people print. It's flying off the shelves. I just love mine. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. Make the switch today. Add the Epson EcoTank to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Epson EcoTank printers, available at Best Buy, Office Depot, Staples, and at Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. Kim Commando's Tech Reports, every weekday morning, right here on News Radio 1290. First News, Binghamton. Coming up at the top of the hour, ABC News covers the nation and the world. And right after that, Kathy White covers the Twin Tiers. Live from the WNBF News Center. Hi, everyone. This is Bill Flynn asking you to join me this weekend on WNBF. I'm here every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock with classic hits. Then back again Sunday morning at 7. I'm joined by Kevin Bigsby, who provides us all with the local news, weather, and sports on Sunday morning. The Bill Flynn Show, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning at 7 o'clock on WNBF 1290 and WNBF.com. Bill Flynn, doing a great job for the station. As is Don Giovanni, I might add, too. So if you like weekend radio as much as I do, make sure you're tuned in. Saturdays and Sundays for Billy Flynn and Don Giovanni. It's all for you on News Radio 1290, continuing to serve our community as we have for more than a century. We're here for you with the news you need, and also, yes, especially on weekends, some entertainment. A little bit of entertainment after uh, a busy week. You can relax with some music right here on News Radio 1290 every Saturday and Sunday. WNBF News Time, 6.55. Let's take a look at the roads, the highways, the byways. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we have no reports of serious troubles on area roadways. Everything seems to be under control at the moment. Of course, things can change rapidly. And if they do, there are... Any major crashes or unexpected delays on the major roadways, we'll let you know about it as quickly as possible to keep you out of a jam. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service today. Quite nice, mostly sunny, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 87. Tonight, early on, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then overnight, mainly clear. There will be some patchy fog forming before dawn, low 68. For tomorrow, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. The high 89, but the heat index could soar to 96. And looking ahead, let's take a look at the rest of the forecast. May as well check out the complete 
hot seven-day forecast, mostly sunny Wednesday with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 91. Mostly sunny Thursday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 91. Mostly sunny Friday, showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 89. And actually, as we look ahead for the next weekend, this sounds good. Actually, it sounds almost too good to be true. This is the forecast for the coming weekend, which is so far away. So far away, as Carol King might say. Mostly sunny Saturday, high 80, and sunny Sunday, high 78. Right now in downtown Binghamton, 65, a little murky. I've heard it called murky by some people. So I haven't used the word murky so far this year, and now I've used it three times in 18 seconds. By the way, with the increasing heat and humidity, there may be some heat advisories tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. So if you're especially sensitive to hot, humid weather, uh, plan accordingly. Again, right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 65 at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 65. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 7.04. The forecast today. I got a slight chance of some isolated showers, a little blip showing up to the north of Broome County, possibly in the Ithaca area. Still has a 20% chance of thunderstorms, showers this afternoon. Otherwise, mostly sunny and a high in the mid to upper 80s. Personnel from several agencies have been searching Dorchester Lake for a kayaker who has been reported missing over the weekend. According to a statement released by the Broome County Office of Emergency Services, early yesterday afternoon, divers from New York State Police as well as Broome County Technical Rescue Team were involved in that search. The statement says the kayaker was reported missing on Saturday evening. Although the state police say the missing person was a 57-year-old man from Pennsylvania. He was kayaking with another person when his boat tipped over. His kayak was found, but he did not resurface. With COVID-19 cases continuing to increase, Broome County Executive Jason Garner says those who enter county government buildings will have to wear a mask. Garner says it's been very concerning to see local coronavirus cases rise as quickly as they have. Broome County now has a substantial level of community transmission of COVID, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The county executive says Broome County residents are strongly urged to wear masks indoors, but he said Friday that the directive being made is regarding government-owned facilities. He says expanding that to the private sector, in his view, would be overreach at this point. The CDC has recommended people in high-transmission areas to wear masks indoors, no matter their vaccination status. The County Health Department is continuing to provide opportunities for people to be vaccinated. You can find information on that at www.gobroomcounty.com. Anyone over the age of two planning to visit Ross Park Zoo in Binghamton now has to wear a facial mask indoors areas. That's just the indoor areas of the zoo, regardless of vaccination status. In a weekend news release, the zoo director, Philip Gintner, announced the change. He says Ross Park is aware that the CDC has indicated Broome County at a substantial COVID-19 transmission rate. So the zoo issued the mask mandate inside buildings out of caution for safety of staff, visitors, and animals. Visitors are required to wear a mask inside the gift shop, Wolfwood, 
woods, African waters, new world tropics, and the restrooms. Visitors wanting to avoid leaving the zoo through the gift shop are being offered an alternate exit, and masks are available for purchase for anyone who may forget theirs. Governor Tom Wolf is ruling out a mask requirement for Pennsylvania schools as that academic year is about to begin, saying he's going to leave the decision up to the school districts. The Democrat told reporters outside a church in Philadelphia Friday that the federal centers for disease control and prevention are not mandating masks, so neither will he. Wolf says he might change his mind, but doesn't see why Pennsylvania ought to do something the CDC isn't doing. The CDC once again recommends universal masking in schools. On Friday, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said students, teachers, and visitors in schools in New Jersey must wear masks indoors once that state economic year begins. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo faces another day under fire today. CBS is scheduled to broadcast the first TV interview with Brittany Camisso, an executive assistant who accused the Democrat of groping her breast at the governor's mansion in Albany. Later today, the State Assembly's Judiciary Committee plans to meet to discuss how to wrap up an investigation into whether there are grounds to impeach the governor. Cuomo's been given until Friday to respond. Cuomo has denied touching any women inappropriately. He says the groping incident never happened. The administration has been in crisis since last week when a report commissioned by the state's attorney general concluded that Cuomo did sexually harass 11 women. And the governor's top aide has resigned over the fur. Melissa DeRosa sent a statement to news organizations last night announcing her resignation. That comes about a week after a state attorney general report found the governor had sexually harassed 11 women. DeRosa joined Cuomo's administration in 2013, eventually becoming one of his most trusted confidants. She became his top aide in 2017. DeRosa said in her statement, quote, the past two years have been emotionally and mentally trying. DeRosa's name came up over 100 times in the New York State Attorney General's report on the sexual harassment allegations. DeRosa is accused of actively covering up the alleged misconduct and participating in what were said to be retaliatory actions against at least one of the governor's accusers. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 710, we can tell you there are no travel problems report. Of course, if something develops, we'll let you know right here on News Radio 1290 WNBF.com. Weather forecast, it's going to turn into a hot week. Today will be warm, but then the next few days will really be hot. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 87, mainly clear tonight. Low 68 tomorrow. Increasing clouds, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 89 with the heat index rising to 96 tomorrow. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 65 at News Radio 1290. Where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 711. And if you're uh, just waking up, hey, rise and shine. Happy Monday. I try not to say that too often because it sounds 
<laughs> Doesn't sound right. Happy Monday. Yeah. Well, where did the weekend go, as they say? I'm in Studio One here at News Radio 1290 WNBF in downtown Binghamton. Kathy White's in the News Center following all the latest developments in local and regional news, continuing to monitor the situation in northern Broome County where um, various agencies, state police and other agencies were busy for um, a good part of Saturday evening and also during the day Sunday looking for a Pennsylvania man, a kayaker, who uh, went under the kayak overturned and the man was not seen again so the search is expected to resume this morning we'll keep you posted on that 713 at wnbf coming up we'll check sports and we also will have some money news from abc all right i told you uh last hour have your dialing finger ready let's see how many people have their dialing fingers ready 772-1290 a pair of grand grandstand tickets to the historic Saratoga Racecourse. I'll take caller number one. This means you need to be really fast. Seven seven two twelve ninety. Will you be the first caller? Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety, and you can win a pair of grandstand tickets to the historic Saratoga Racecourse. We will have tickets all week right here on First News Binghamton, maybe some tickets on Binghamton now as well. So if you're interested, just make sure your dialing finger is in good shape and dial carefully. 772-1290. In this particular case, I will give the pair of tickets to caller number one, 772-1290. For your return to Saratoga, July 15th through Labor Day, visit naira.com slash Saratoga for information and tickets. Indeed, indeed. And we uh, did get our winner, Rachel from Binghamton, was uh, very quick. She was quick on the draw when we asked for the first caller. And Rachel has won a pair of grandstand tickets to the historic Saratoga Racecourse, named one of the world's greatest sporting venues. The past comes alive in the historic grandstand every summer, including this summer at Saratoga. So, Rachel... We'll be able to uh, head off to Saratoga at some point very soon. And we will have another pair of tickets. In fact, I plan to give away another pair of tickets between now and 10. So it could be on First News Binghamton, or it could actually be during Binghamton now. I'm not sure. Let's put it this way. It hasn't been determined. The people who determine exactly when the next pair of tickets will be given away they have not advised me wait a second i'm the one who will determine that anyway i haven't determined when i'll give away the tickets but uh, within the next <laughs> two and a half hours or so i believe and we will have pairs of tickets for saratoga throughout the week right here on news radio 1290 wnbf it's the fun place to be now Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, the stadium was the fun place to be for Binghamton baseball fans. What a great game Sunday afternoon as the Ponies beat the Dogs. It's the Rumble Ponies over the Sea Dogs of Portland 5 to nothing. 
So Portland was shut out in that finale of a seven-game series. And so Rumble Ponies have improved their record to 36 and 46. And congratulations to Binghamton for quite an impressive performance. Scoring for Binghamton happened like this. One run in the fourth, three runs in the sixth, and eight runs. Excuse me, one run in the eighth. Hmm. So a total of five runs, nine hits, no errors for Binghamton. No runs, three hits, two errors for Portland. So they close out the Sea Dog series with uh, eh, went quite quite nicely. I don't recall the exact breakdown. They they did well. Actually, let me check. Oh, since I brought it up, why not why not check and see exactly? So let's take a look. So it was a seven game series this last Wednesday they actually played a pair that they split so here's how it went let's see they started out last Tuesday with a big win nine to nothing and then they split the games on Wednesday two seven inning games and uh, Portland won the first and Binghamton won the nightcap and Binghamton also won Thursday and Friday uh, Rumble Ponies lost on Saturday, and then the big win Sunday. So there you go. Not a bad series. Binghamton will take the day off today, and then more baseball uh, right at home as another home series starts against Hartford. So the Rumble Ponies will host the Yard Goats starting tomorrow night. First pitch tomorrow night at 6.35. Should be a good night for a game. It'll be hot, to be sure. So... Be prepared to buy icy cold beverages if you go to the game tomorrow night because you want to stay hydrated. So you don't want to buy lots of icy cold bottled water at the game tomorrow night. What else is going on in the world of sports? The um, Mets lost in Philadelphia. Zach Wheeler pitched a two-hitter and struck out 11. Bryce Harper homered, and the Phillies finished off a three-game sweep of the hapless Mets. They defeated New York 3 to nothing yesterday. Meanwhile, in the Bronx, the news is not good for the Yankees. Yankees lost to Seattle 2 to nothing. They also have lost the services of newcomer Anthony Rizzo. He has become the latest New York player to test positive for COVID, the first baseman testing positive after Saturday's game against Seattle. Rizzo is now the fourth Yankees player within the past week to be sidelined by the coronavirus, joining starting pitchers Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery and catcher Gary Sanchez. So that's where things stand in the world of baseball. Olympics are over. The U.S. wound up finishing first in both Olympic medals tables, despite a few mild disappointments in some competition. That is what's going on in the world of sports right here on News Radio 1290. Listening to First News Binghamton. It's time for some money news. Need to find out what's going on in the world of Wall Street. 
From ABC News, Wall Street now. It's back to work for the markets after a choppy week of trading. Every major index notched a weekly gain after slipping earlier in the week. The momentum due in part to a robust July employment report. The manufacturing sector is front and center today with two major indices released. Markets and ISM's July reports also look for construction spending for June. Canada will reopen today to fully vaccinated U.S. travelers for the first time since March of last year. The border, however, is still close to Canadians who want to visit the U.S. Also starting today, Amazon will require all of its 900,000 U.S. workers to wear masks indoors, regardless of their vaccination status. Earnings season rolls on Bally's and BioNTech. Pfizer's German partner in the creation of its COVID-19 vaccine are among those reporting their earnings today. Later this week on Friday, the Walt Disney Company, the parent company of ABC News and one of the most watched stocks across the board, will report its second quarter earnings. Albinger, ABC News. Hmm. Canadian border opening today for the fully vaccinated. Maybe I can make a quick trip up to Smith's Falls and see what's going on at the old Hershey Canada plant. I heard they've made some changes since the last time I was there. Bring you money news twice an hour right here on First News Binghamton. Good morning. It's Monday, August 9th, 2021. Remember, next hour, we'll talk about the news on Binghamton Now. Binghamton Now, weekday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 720. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Here's an advisory from the DOT, Interstate 86 in Windsor, right lane closures in both directions over Fox Farm Road. That's going on today and tomorrow, starting at 8.30 in the morning, continuing till 7.30 in the evening. Again, right lane closures, Interstate 86 in Windsor, over Fox Farm Road, County Route 28. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 87. Mainly clear tonight. Patchy fog developing. Low 68. Increasing clouds tomorrow. A chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. With a high of 89. But the heat index could soar to 96. And then for Wednesday, mostly sunny. With a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High of 91. And right now in downtown Binghamton, a sultry 65 at News Radio 1290, WNBF and WNBF.com. WNBF News Time, 727. What's going on in politics today? Here are your political insights from ABC News. The trillion-dollar infrastructure bill is inching toward a final vote. Senator Mitt Romney, Utah Republican, involved in the drafting. It's a win for Republicans, and it's a win for Biden, it's a win for Democrats, it's a win for the Senate to say we can work together. Ohio Republican Rob Portman says broadband outside main cities is important. In terms of telehealth, you know, there are veterans in southeast Ohio who aren't able to make the drive. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on the bill's popularity. And to see the U.S. Chamber of Commerce 
Commerce and the AFL-CIO uh, talking in the same favorable way. Who to judge on Fox News Sunday? Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Pandemic politics. National Institutes of Health Director Dr. Francis Collins lamenting vaccine defiance and efforts against mask mandates. Why is it that a mandate about vaccine or about wearing a mask suddenly becomes a statement of your political party? We never should have let that happen. Dr. Collins on ABC's This Week broadcast. And those are your political insights. Richard Cantu, ABC News. Thank you. Stay tuned to WNBF for late-breaking political developments. And, of course, as you know, the Cuomo Watch never stops at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 728. Local news next with Ken. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 731. The forecast for today, looking at some pop-up showers, mainly to the north and west of us right now, but that's a possibility through mid-morning. Then just uh, mostly sunny skies and a 20% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, a high today into the mid-70s. Thick smoke that held down winds and temperatures began to clear yesterday from the scenic forests of North Carolina, or Northern California, rather, as firefighters battling the largest single wildfire in state history praised for a return of fire-friendly weather. The winds are not expected to reach those ferocious speeds that helped drive the Dixie Fire and led it to exploding in size last week, but they are nonetheless concerning for firefighters working in an unprecedented conditions to protect thousands of threatened homes and buildings. The Dixie Fire grew to an area of 765 square miles by Sunday evening. It was just 21% contained. It had scorched an area twice the size of New York City. Global stocks are mixed after the U.S. hiring improved and China and Australia tightened antivirus controls that threatened to weigh on an economy that is trying to recover. London and Frankfurt opened lower while Shanghai and Hong Kong advanced. Japanese markets were closed for a holiday. WMBF First News Time, 732. New York State Police say there are no updates so far this morning in the search for a missing kayaker near Dorchester Park in Whitney Point. A 57-year-old Pennsylvania man was kayaking with another person Saturday evening and the Whitney Point Reservoir when his boat capsized and he disappeared. State Police say the kayak was recovered, but the boater did not resurface. A state police helicopter was in the air Saturday evening and through the day yesterday while members of the underwater recovery team Broom and Shenango County Sheriff's Office says several fire departments, volunteers, and search dogs probed the water's edge. The investigation is continuing. A Johnson City woman will spend up to life in prison for murdering her boyfriend in Shenango County. 37-year-old Kelly Gillette was sentenced last week to the minimum 18 years to life after pleading guilty in May to killing 39-year-old Jonathan Ryan in Sherburne in October on the 19th of October of last year. The woman called 911 after she said she shot Ryan with a shotgun while he was 
sleeping. Sheriff Ernest Cutting said the woman called authorities at around 11 in the morning, but it was believed she had shot Ryan in an upstairs bedroom of his Gould Drive home several times at around 7 a.m. Gillette has provided no reason for the killing. A Johnson City man will be sentenced in October after being found guilty of all counts in a sexual abuse case. Rayvon McNeely was convicted of two counts for sexually abusing a seven-year-old child and one count of endangering the welfare of a child. The maximum sentence for first-degree sexual abuse, which is a Class D felony, is seven years. WMBF First News Time, 734. The Albany County Sheriff says New York Governor Andrew Cuomo could face misdemeanor counts if investigators substantiate a criminal complaint now filed accusing him of groping an aide at the governor's mansion. Sheriff Craig Apple said Saturday it would be premature to say whether Cuomo himself will be questioned, but he promised a very comprehensive investigation into the claims by the woman. The complaint is the first known instance where a woman has made an official report report with a law enforcement agency over alleged misconduct by Cuomo. The governor denies groping the woman in an executive exclusive interview with CBS News. Brittany Camisso says she believes the incident where she claims Cuomo groped her twice was the only such inappropriate physical contact of the 11 accusers, but she felt it was important that Cuomo be held responsible. An iconic restaurant in Binghamton's east side is building an outdoor seating area. Colleen Cortez of Cortez Restaurant on Robinson Street says construction is expected to be completed in a few weeks. Cortez says the dining area will be covered by a roof and surrounded by a short wall. There will be heaters and some sunshade. The 18-foot by 16-foot patio-style addition is being built along the west side of that restaurant. Cortez says a temporary outdoor seating area has proven to be popular with many of the diners. That was set up, of course, last year, along with many other restaurants doing the same. Shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic required health precautions were put into place, Cortez restaurant itself is very long-lived in the city of Binghamton. It opened in 1947. It's 736 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. News Radio 1290 WMBF. So starts recording. 737 at News Radio 1290 WMBF. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton. Kathy White monitoring all the local and regional developments in the WNBF News Center. Big story today, more and more details are now emerging from executive assistant number one. That is how she was referred to. Now we know her identity, Brittany Camisso, who is 33, She was the executive assistant who Governor Cuomo had accused of lying about a groping incident. So she revealed her identity publicly in an interview with the Albany Times Union and CBS News. And she said the governor is the one being untruthful. This is the account that's just been posted by the Times Union on its website by Brendan Lyons. Camisso referred to remarks that the governor had made in recent weeks. To paraphrase, he said, if you give New Yorkers the truth and you give New Yorkers the facts, the good, the bad, the ugly, they will do the right thing. She said, I would say, Governor, this is the truth. These are the facts, and it's your turn to do the right thing. 
and that right thing is to resign and tell the truth. Key moments from a three-hour interview with Camisso recorded Friday by CBS at the Times Union Hearst Media Center in Colony are being broadcast today on CBS This Morning. Jerika Duncan conducted the interview for CBS News. Jerika Duncan now has worked for CBS for a few years. You might have remembered her. She, she actually worked early in her career at an Elmira TV station. So Jerika Duncan got her TV start here in upstate New York, is now um, in the spotlight conducting this high-profile interview with one of Governor Cuomo's accusers. And we will hear more about that throughout the day. Right here on News Radio 1290, another big aspect of the Cuomo story is the sudden resignation of Melissa DeRosa, secretary to the governor. She sent a statement late Sunday night to some news organizations basically saying she quit. Notably, in her statement, even though she probably was the most publicly loyal person to Andrew Cuomo in recent months, she made no reference at all to the governor. WNBF News Time, 7... Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And no traffic trouble reported at the moment. Broome County crews will be doing ditching work on Glenwood, Owen Hill, and Knapp Hill roads this week. So keep an eye out for those crews. Watch for Broome County crews as well as local government crews and DOT workers around the region this week. When you're in a work zone, slow down and pay attention. The forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today with a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. High 87, increasing clouds, actually mainly clear tonight with a chance of showers and thunderstorms early. Low 68 tomorrow, increasing clouds, chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. The high 89, but the heat index will soar to 96. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 64 at News Radio 1290. WNBF, where news breaks first. Coming up, we'll have all the baseball news you need and some other sports news, plus a money news update on the Monday edition of First News Binghamton. Today is August 9th, 2021. WNBF News Time 740. This is Brian Kilmeade reminding you to listen weekday mornings from 10 till noon to the Brian Kilmeade Show on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Trumbull Ponies had another big win at the stadium. On Sunday afternoon, they shut out the Sea Dogs 5 to nothing to wrap up their seven-game series. And a very impressive series it was. Binghamton baseball fans were treated to five wins in that seven-game series against the Sea Dogs. Binghamton will take a day off, as will all the other teams in the league. And then they'll be back in action tomorrow night as uh, Binghamton will start a six-game series at home 
when they host the Hartford Yard Goats. First pitch scheduled for 6.35 tomorrow evening. Be sure to bring money so you can stay hydrated with a lot of bottled water. It's going to be a hot time at the stadium tomorrow night. Elsewhere in sports, what a very, very impressive performance by Zach Wheeler in Philadelphia. He pitched a two-hitter and struck out 11. Bryce Harper homered and the first-place Phillies finished off a three-game sweep for their eighth straight victory. They defeated the Mets 3 to nothing. Manager Joe Girardi discussed the brilliant pitching performance from Zach Wheeler and the big bats coming up clutch for the offense. Wheeler was pitching on the day the Phillies honored the late great starting pitcher Roy Halladay. Well, that's the thing about, you know, this game. Um, you have to stay in it for the long haul. You know, you can have bad weeks. Bad. We had a bad couple weeks at one point during the season, but it's a long season and you just have to keep doing your work and every day trying to get better and grinding things out and different people stepping up at different times. It's it's amazing. You know, we were pr- pretty down after, you know, the first two games in Pittsburgh and we've responded in in just a really great fashion. Um, and I give all the credit to the guys in there because they're the guys that are doing it. They're, they're performing. Um, very proud of them. We have a long ways to go, but I'm very proud of what they're doing. Good work, Zach Wheeler. Meanwhile, in the Bronx, a loss for the Yankees, 2 to nothing to Seattle. And newcomer Anthony Rizzo has become the latest Yankees player to test positive for COVID. First baseman tested positive after Saturday's game against Seattle. The United States wound up finishing first in both Olympic medals tables. Despite a few mild disappointments in competition, the Americans picked up 39 gold medals, one more than China, and 12 better than Japan. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 748. Money news. European stocks opened lower today and Asian markets advanced. In early trading, the FTSE 100 in London fell three-tenths of a percent. The DAX in Frankfurt shed one-tenth of a percent. In Asian markets, the Shanghai Composite Index gained 1.1 percent after Chinese exports rose nearly 19 percent in July compared to a year earlier. Hong Kong's Hang Seng gained four-tenths of a percent. A federal judge has granted Norwegian Cruise Line's request to temporarily block a Florida law banning cruise companies from asking passengers for proof of coronavirus vaccination before they board a ship. A U.S. district judge granted the preliminary injunction in a lawsuit filed by Norwegian. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, The Republican governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis, in May signed into law a um, measure that challenged the vaccine uh, passport ban. Florida state attorney said the law's aim is to prevent discrimination against passengers who don't get vaccinated. Russia has resumed flights to Egypt's Red Sea Resort, sending a six-year ban following the bombing of a Russian airliner that killed 224 people. 
local branch of the Islamic State group set it down the plane over Sinai in October 2015. An Egypt air flight carrying 300 tourists took off from Moscow this morning and hours later landed in Hergada, a popular Egyptian beach resort. The Russian tourists, most of them wearing face masks, were greeted with flowers and balloons upon disembarking. That's the latest from the business world. We'll have money news, business updates throughout the day right here on News Radio 1290 with ABC News at the top of the hour. WNBF News Time, 7 morning. Seven fifty-two at WNBF, WNBF.com. I'm Bob Joseph, getting set for Binghamton Now. We'll have a preview of today's Binghamton Now coming up in a few minutes. Of course, it'll get started after the 8 o'clock news. There was a big media event on Saturday afternoon with the sheriff of Albany County promising there will be a fair and impartial investigation into the first criminal complaint against Governor Cuomo following the state probe that he sexually harassed several women, which he has denied. The Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple spoke with reporters on Saturday afternoon. He said the woman's decision to come forward is likely the hardest thing that she's ever done in her life. I can tell you that attorney Brian Primo and his client did in fact come in. She filed a formal report alleging criminal conduct against the governor. The conduct was sexual in nature. The criminal complainant was identified as executive assistant number one in the New York Attorney General's report, which came out last Tuesday. The report described her as somebody who endured a pattern of inappropriate conduct. And as we have since learned, because she did sit down for an interview with the Albany Times Union and CBS News, her name is Brittany Camisso. She's 33, she was the executive assistant who Governor Cuomo is accused of lying about an incident in which she said he groped her at the executive mansion. WNBF News Time, 7.50. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have no reports of delays or serious crashes around the Twin Tiers right now. DOT says in Windsor there will be right lane closures on I-86 in both directions at the bridge over Fox Farm Road. It'll be from 8.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. today and tomorrow. So be prepared for that work zone and watch out. Slow down in all work zones around the region. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 87. Tonight, mainly clear. There will be some patchy fog developing before dawn. Low 68. Tomorrow, increasing clouds, a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 89. 
Wednesday, mostly sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 91. Basically the same thing for Thursday's forecast. And what that means is over the next three days, not today, but starting tomorrow, with the increasing heat and humidity, the heat indexes will soar into the mid to upper 90s during the afternoon hours, and heat advisories may be issued. So stand by for another blast of summer heat. Right now it's 64. In downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 757. Coming up, ABC News covers the nation and the world at 8 o'clock. Kathy White will have a live update with the local and regional stories from the WNBF News. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back. With me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Seven fifty-eight at News Radio twelve ninety WNBF, and of course we'll be here for you, covering the top stories. Have uh, some very interesting stories that you'll be able to hear about on the air at AM twelve ninety online at WNBF dot com. Best of all, you can always be connected with WNBF using the app, the new WNBF app. If you don't already have it on your phone or your iPad or other appropriate device, make sure to install it, no charge, and that way you can always be connected with all the news of the Twin Tiers on WNBF. WNBF News Time 7. Coming up after the news, it's the Monday edition of Binghamton Now. I'll be taking your calls. be interested in hearing what you have to say about a few things. Also, we have a couple of guests. Chris Audette from the Waterman Conservation Education Center at 830. And Joanne Hanrahan from the Broome County Public Library, the Friends of the Library, coming up at 930. It's 8 o'clock at WNBF.